Hey everyone, this is Jeannie, I use she, her pronouns, and you're listening to Sex Talk Happy Hour, a podcast hosted by the New York City Alliance Against Sexual Assault. Okay, so first things first, when coming up with the title of this podcast episode, I came up with two that I really liked. I just couldn't decide, so I did what every millennial does, and I put up a poll on my personal Instagram account to my closest friends, and I asked them for their vote. And of course, the vote was literally 50-50. So our wonderful podcast guest, Robert Lopez, was the deciding vote. You'll understand why he picked it in a moment or two. Anyway, I've been looking forward to this episode for quite a long time. My whole adult life, I've been fascinated by human sexuality. The range it covers is vast and remains largely unknown to the general public still. So many different communities and sexual preferences remain quote-unquote taboo and are given negative labels by people who don't understand it and who stand on the outside of it. This, of course, leads to stigma and large swaths of people feeling judged and ashamed about who they are. And that's a shame in and of itself, isn't it? So that's why I wanted to do an episode on BDSM, to demystify it just a little bit. If you don't know what that is, have never heard about it before, or don't know what the acronym stands for, stay tuned because you're about to find out. Like I mentioned before, our podcast guest today is Robert Lopez. He's the president and CEO of Folsom Street East. Folsom Street East is an annual street festival in New York City designed to celebrate in fetish, kink, and the LGBTQ communities through the creation of safe spaces for public expression. And I read that right off of their website. I chose to air this episode at the end of May because June is Pride Month, and this year, 2019, is also the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Inn protests. Folsom Street East and its organizers aim to raise visibility and erase stigmas, and I just think that that's really worth shouting out. I have very few analytics on the listeners of Sex Talk Happy Hour, but I'm willing to bet that, at least for some of you, this topic may feel very foreign and outside of your comfort zone. I urge you to lean into the discomfort because understanding things a little bit better can lead to more empathy and acceptance, and honestly, we could all use a little more of those things in this world. As per usual, we encourage listeners to take care of themselves as they listen today. All right, without further ado, let me introduce to you Robert Lopez. Hi, my name is Robert Lopez, and I use he, him pronouns, and sometimes Papa Bear. And I am the president and CEO of Folsom Street East. That is awesome. So for our listeners who don't know, what, what is Folsom Street East? Folsom Street East is a 501c3 nonprofit here in New York City that is committed to producing events for folks who are involved in the leather, fetish, and kink communities. And we're super special in the way that everything that we do is to raise money to give back to other nonprofits. So we're a nonprofit who raises money for other nonprofits. That's amazing. So what I'm hearing is that you are all really good people who are even better people than other good people. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that before. (laughs) That is so awesome. So I know you had mentioned um, leather and kink, and I know that, you know, one of the topics I was hoping to talk about today was sort of just generally BDSM um, in general and, and the kink community in general. And so I'm wondering, just to start super duper basic, you know, 101 level stuff, what does BDSM stand for? What is the kink community, any information around that that you have to share? Sure, that's a great question. So I think, like many things, we are very good at acronyms and abbreviations and umbrella terms, and so BDSM is one of those things. I think for for many people, it's many different things. But just sort of to break it down a little bit, if we look at the, the actual letters and what those sort of stand for. So the B and the D together could be bondage and discipline, and so that's, you know, folks who might be into in- impact play or being told what to do or sort of exchanges of power in that way. The 
the D and the S, you know, that's more of a dom-sub relationship. And that could be in, in many different ways, and it sort of plays out in different sections of the community as well. You know, some examples could be, you know, a dom and a sub, or it could translate to, like, pups and handlers. Like, those, there's similar relationships, but not necessarily exactly the same. And then the S and the M are, you know, sadomasochism. So, you know, the, the thrill of inflicting or receiving pain and, and sort of how that sort of plays out in, in the ways that folks play. Gotcha. Thank you so much. And so does, does the, generally speaking, does leather, kink, that stuff fall under the umbrella of that BDSM acronym? I, I think it all sort of falls into the community at large. You know, most of the folks that may be, you know, playing in some way, in some form of BDSM play, you know, the leather community has always sort of been a home for that. You know, the the gear is a huge part of of the BDSM community and, and sort of using, you know, the way that you, the dress and all of that sort of stuff and sort of bringing it into what's going on in, in, in the culture, you know, and sort of playing with it that way. So I think it's all sort of interchangeable. There, it's, we could have conversations for like four hours on all of these different things. And I think, so our largest event is a street festival. And so fetish is sort of the thing that kind of encompasses everything, but that doesn't necessarily roll off the tongue or sound good in spaces where people may not understand that at all. Right. Gotcha. Okay. So I just learned so much from you. <laughs> um, and this is why, this is why we contacted you. So I think this is a, that's, so that was a really great kind of general overview. And I think an equally important question to ask is what is BDSM kink leather not? I'm asking this because I think there's a lot of, misconceptions out there about this community and particularly around I know for me personally I go into colleges and I do workshops and I hear a lot of people say things like well what about 50 shades of gray or what about uh you know things like that and I'm just wondering um if you have anything to add to like what is what is this community not what is this type of sex play not I think you know when I think about it and when I have conversations with folks about it I think the easiest and the simplest answer is that it's not violence you know, a huge component of what BDSM play could be can be perceived as violent if, if you're looking at it from an outside perspective. But I think that, you know, in, its, in, in, in all aspects of it, if it is done right and it's done correctly, it's not violent. So yeah, I think that's the easiest and the simplest answer. Relationships can be good or bad, and there are many things that go into a relationship. But a BDSM relationship is not, not a bad relationship. Is that one of the common myths about this community that you find the most common? I think that's the thing that folks sort of gravitate to, you know, and I don't necessarily, I, I hate to speak in generalizations, but I think from my experience, folks who don't understand or don't have a working knowledge of what goes into BDSM play sort of focus on the acts of, of the play. Like, what is, the, what is the component of what you're doing? So if someone's talking about how they like being spanked, you know, that's not, there, it's not a mental health disorder. It, there's not, like, a desire to be working, you're not working things out. It could be true for some people that that is the case, but that is not the, that's not the thing. And it's not for everybody. It's just they like being spanked. And they have negotiated and consented to being spanked by someone who they enjoy being spanked by. So I think 
it really comes down to just sort of folks gravitating toward this idea that, well, it's violent or it, there's some sort of mental health component to it. I think those are probably the two largest misconceptions, actually. How do you respond to people who, I mean, I think the statements like that come out of places of ignorance uh, and maybe mm. fear a little bit. Um, yes. And so how, when you hear those types of statements, do you respond to it? And if so, you know, how do you respond to that? For me, I think I ask, I just ask questions. I, I'm always someone who is more interested in trying to bring someone into a conversation than shutting it down. So I don't tend to put up walls when someone's like, oh, well, that's this or this is that. I'm really interested in why someone might think that. And then I, I try to sort of just navigate in a way where it's like, let's have a conversation about what's actually going on here. Consent is always a part of the conversation, you know, and I don't I don't think that we as people necessarily are the best at talking about consent. Much of the consent that we give in our everyday lives is usually just sort of passe. We agree to do things. We, we're doing things, you know, at work. Yes, we have to say yes and no. But in our relationships, you know, sometimes we relationships are very dynamic and there's no no one sitting down and having a large conversation about all of the aspects that go on in all of the things that are going on in that relationship. Right. So I think the beauty of BDSM play when done right is that you're actually having a conversation. You are dissecting it and saying, listen, these things are OK for me. These things are not. These things might be okay, but that's contextual, and I don't know until I'm in it. I mean, it kind of sounds like the conversations we all should be having, regardless of Absolutely. whether or not we belong to the community. So that's a really interesting thing to, to think about, that this isn't just like, right, like hopefully consent isn't a conversation that's only happening within this community, that it should be something right. we're talking about all the time. Right. What are your, uh, just to kind of shift away from like the negativity of perceived misconceptions about the community, what are your favorite aspects of the community? Like, are there things about it that you're like living for that you really want to highlight? Absolutely. I think there's so much. You know, I started, so I came to Folsom Street East through my day job, because this is something that I do on the side. So I work for the New York City Anti-Violence Project, and that is a nonprofit that works to end all forms of violence within the LGBTQ community. And I was volunteering at the time, and they, they said, this is an event that, you know, we're going to be going to for Pride. And I went. And I think the thing that I fell in love with was everybody was there. There were people of color. There were trans folks. There were, there were women. There were men. And it was just, you know... It felt good. And the best part of it was it was on a New York City street. So, you know, that's Folsom itself. But I think the BDSM community for me is just, there are folks that are, they're, they're community focused. And that community can be such a charged word. But I think it feels like family. Folks are having hard conversations. At least the folks that I'm in circles with. And then I think for as long as I can remember, most of the event, most of the fundraising events that I've been to, you know, because I'm also a member of the bear community, but most of the events that I've been to have all been done by either a motorcycle club or a leather club or some somehow connected to the BDSM community. And they were all raising money to give back to the community. Most leather bars will have a an event or do something or have a cause, you know. So that to me is just, it's folks sort of being in the life and doing whatever it is that they want to do in it. But there's also this component of community and family and giving back. And that coupled with 
my drive and my ambition to consistently create space for people, I think is what's so, so incredible about it. Oh, I'm so touched by that. I love, I mean, you're exactly right. That sounds so incredibly community specific and community centered. And just, I love the aspect of giving back as part of, uh, part of being part of the community, which is amazing. One thing I wanted to ask you about was, I know in my personal life, I have friends who have sort of, sort of thinking or playing around with the idea of, of joining the community or I'm more curious about learning more. And so do you have any resources for folks who might be interested in finding out more about maybe a local community around that where they are or where to find out more, where to read more, learn more, or go to? Yeah, I was asked this question recently, actually. And my answer, which I thought was kind of good, was pretty much Google can be an excellent resource and a horrible resource. <laughs> Um, I think locally here in New York City, there are definitely organizations where you can sort of tap in and sort of get information. And there are some online communities. And, you know, I think depending on, you know, it really depends on what it is that you're interested in on and what, what you're trying to tap into. I think if you're looking to, you know, get out and meet people and sort of see what goes on and what, and talk about it, the Folsom Street East Street Festival is a great way to do that. It's one day a year, but it's a great way to come out, meet people, see what it's like on a New York City street. That's that's us. And, you know, you can find us on the Internet, too. And I think if you're looking for, you know, more one on one conversations with folks about specific things, FetLife.com is a really good resource. It's kind of like a kinky Facebook, you know, and that's that can be a really good resource that tends to lean a little more heterosexual, pansexual, but you'll definitely find queer folks there too. And then I think it really just depends. Off the top of my head, I can think of like the lesbian sex mafia here in New York City and Onyx Pearls, Onyx, the leather bars. It really depends on the identity. That's the thing that sort of I love about Folsom is that Folsom doesn't really matter about the identities that you hold. We want to see you. We want you to come out. We want you to do it. Most other things, it really depends on the identities you hold and who you want to play with. And that is something that I, I get it. I totally understand it. But that's why Folsom is so important to me is because we tried to step away from that. That's awesome. So it's like a catch-all place, like everyone's welcome. Just come and hang out and ask questions and have fun. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, Folsom Streeties came out of an organization called GMSMA way, way back, probably like 22, 23 years ago. The festival itself came out of that. And what does that stand for? GMSMA was Gay Men... S&M activists. And so they were a an educational group. They used to meet at the center and they had classes like every week and you could go and you could learn about rope and you could learn about fire play and you could learn about electricity. And there were these folks would come together and and learn from one another and then host events and do things to sort of raise money to give back. And they started the street festival. And then 10 years ago, when they decided to fold, they incorporated the street festival into a nonprofit so that it can continue. And so this year will be our 22nd street festival. Wow, congratulations. That is yeah, so cool. You. So when when is the street festival for folks who might be interested in, in checking it out? When is it? Where is it? And where can they find more info? Sure. So every year the festival is on the Sunday before Manhattan Pride. So this year that will be June 23rd. We're located on... Uh, West 27th Street between 10th and 11th Ave. And we can be found on the internet all over the place. It's FolsomStreetEast.com. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, 
We are at Folsom East on both Twitter and Instagram. And if you just Folsom Street East on Facebook. Perfect. That is awesome. Is there anywhere that our listeners can follow you specifically if you want them to? I am po- at PopBearBX on Instagram. Amazing. I will definitely put all of that in our episode description. I want to thank you so much for your time and your expertise um, and good luck, you know, organizing the event for this year. Um, and I hope that we see some of our listeners at your event. <laughs> thank you so much. This has been great. I think that conversation could have gone on for literal hours between the two of us, Robert. <laughs> thank you so much for your time. And I wish you all the luck in the world as you and your team of volunteers ramp up up towards the big day of the street festival. If you're in New York City and you're interested in attending, the Folsom Street East Festival this year is on Sunday, June 23rd, 2019. Tickets are available now on FolsomStreetEast.com. Also, if you're interested, you can sign up to volunteer for the festival. So regardless, make sure you check out their website. Check out our episode description to find the link to the website as well as all of the Folsom Street East social media information. I also included Robert's social media handle so you can follow him too. Thank you to the Alliance staff for supporting this project. Thanks to Nikki Cruz, our social media genius, and to Alex Seitz-Moskin, our Director of Development and Communications, for all of your support on the podcast. And of course, thank you for listening. We're so grateful for your listenership, and we hope that you enjoy the conversations that we're having. If you feel so inclined, it would be so amazing if you encouraged your friends to take a listen too. Remember that word of mouth is the best way to get more people to tune in, and we so appreciate those of you who have already started spreading the word. If you prefer to use social media to spread the word, please make sure that you use our hashtag, hashtag sex talk happy hour, so that we can see how many of you are listening and sharing. You can tweet at us at NYCAASA or message us on Instagram at NYC Alliance. And again, make sure that you do use that hashtag, hashtag sex talk happy hour, all one word. Finally, a very happy Pride Month to all. For all of you who identify as part of the LGBTQ community, I want to say that I see you, I honor you, and I celebrate you this month and every month. Thanks so much for listening today. We'll see you next time. Ciao.